morning. Welcome to the last Todd Musings of 2021, episode number yes. 37. And we have to insert mandatory dad joke here. We will have no more episodes for the rest of the year after this. <laughs> and we'll <laughs> see you all next year after the episode. Yes. So. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. So how's it going, Sky? How was your Christmas? It was good. Uh, we had a great Christmas. Um, yeah, the usual going around all the families and hitting everybody's houses. It's always hectic, especially as families grow. You know, I've got I've got to fit in my daughter and, and her kids, and I got to fit in Jill's side of the family and my side of the family. And, but it's still rewarding and fun, and always, you know, it's a blessing to be able to spend time with family. And um, you know, we had a we had a great time just you know celebrating the birth of Christ and you know the reason for the season, as they like to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you? How was things on your end? It was all right. Uh, we cooked. Uh, I did a brisket prime rib on the smoker. Uh, of course, the famous mac and cheese, and uh, so it was kind of quiet. We just did dinner, and then I did cook for uh, some friends of ours who were just recovering from being sick. So I did up the the meats for them, and we mom did a couple sides and delivered that on Christmas Day to them. They knew it was coming, so it wasn't a surprise. And and uh, made it a little easier on them since they had so much going on after being sick, yeah. trying to get caught up. And and uh, oh, that's nice. then Sunday, I just kind of took the day off, although uh did go try a new place for us. Uh, we went down to Flat Rock, which is about a 25-minute drive or so from the house here uh, through the back roads. You didn't have to go down the highway, and it's uh, hit the Atwater Street Tacos there on Telegraph and Flat mm. Rock. And it was uh, very good. I tried new places, so I've been seeing it pop up on Facebook a lot. Food looked good, and it was definitely very tasty. And uh, Atwater is a microbrewery, aren't they? There's an yeah. I don't know if they're affiliated or not. Oh, this, okay. This, this was just street tacos, so oh, okay. Uh, I'd have to look into that. But yeah, there's an Atwater brewery which I like. Uh, in fact, uh, when Kevin and I flew out to San Diego, there's one at the Southwest Terminal here in Detroit, yeah. and we uh, grabbed a drink there before we flew out. Mm. And uh, I do like uh, some of their their microbreweries are pretty good too. So. Was I was able to correct a great wrong in the universe also <laughs> leading up to Christmas. Uh, turns out Jill has never seen a Christmas story. What? Exactly. <laughs> and over the, you know, over the course of our time knowing each other uh, before and during our relationship, uh, every time I make a reference, some kind of quote or anything that has to do with Christmas story, it's always a blank stare. So this year I said, we are sitting down and we are going to watch this. So we did watch that uh, in its entirety, which is funny because I don't usually do that because it's on that TBS. On yeah, rotating, you just catch, you know. you catch spits here and there. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so it was nice to watch the entire movie because um, it's been a long time since I've done that. But uh, she enjoyed it. So oh, she now knows the references. <laughs> it's a it's a funny movie. Uh, I know some people don't like it, but, and it does get overplayed on Christmas. Um so it's some people perfect for the like, background. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. if you have to have some on, it's a good thing just to run. It's it's back back in the day. It used to be they ran uh, you could one of the old uh, Christmas carols. Uh, you would have uh, uh, it's a wonderful life, stuff like that. When they were kind of at the time were public domain before they fixed the rights on those. Right. And they would run almost 24 hours, you know, throughout Christmas Eve, Christmas Day and all that stuff. Yeah. So you'd have some background on that. But yeah. So TBS took it up with a Christmas story. So. Yeah, it's always kind of funny on that. So, so anyways, yeah, I that was I fun. And... Yeah, I didn't watch that this year. Um, I own it, so it's one of those things I, I'll pop in once in a great while when I feel like it. it doesn't have to be Christmas, but uh, I've always enjoyed it. It's, it was always a, a fun one. I watch yeah. a lot of the, the standards. I like to watch I, uh, all the Rankin Bass specials, and then mm -hmm. uh, the Santa Claus series. I always like. I watch that, 
and uh, a bunch of others. But I'm glad that Jill got that. So now you guys have to uh, make the trek to the uh, Christmas Story Mecca over in Cleveland and see the actual house someday. <laughs> yeah, that, that'd be fun. I believe you can actually sleep in it, too. I think they have it like an Airbnb or something. They might. I know I see people posting pictures when they visit it because it's a museum as well. And it's decorated just like the house was back for the movie and all that, including the lamp in the le uh, the leg lamp in the uh, window. So <laughs> and which you can actually buy those now. So, <laughs> yes. And then there's variations like the uh, Star Wars version, which is the C-3PO leg with the R2 dome. On <laughs> which the I think top. is really cool. <laughs> I like that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So hey, we got a full show, so let's uh, get started. We'll start with some ad reads here. Uh, we got uh, Loringer Family Chiropractic Center PC located in Belleville, Michigan and Dexter, Michigan. And they do take great pride in providing the finest chiropractic care to each and every patient, even during the holiday season, because they have been working up through the, the eaves and then taking the holidays off. Um, but they offer eyesight, digital x-rays, massage therapy, orthotics by foot levelers, young limb essential oils, aromatherapy, full line of vitamins, all in a family-oriented environment. Give a call through Belleville location 734-697-4244. You can visit them online at Loringer familychiropractic.com of course we have the facebook page up here we're at lauren family Cairo with the call now button which is kind of a cool thing you can have on your pages and of course here's uh the loringer family here they got together for christmas and that's so they were they're visiting that's dr corinne over here you got dr brian and dr anna and the rest of the kids and then hanging out so and this was some of the staff here at the the staff uh party and uh Kind of always shows half the picture, but hey, that's okay. <laughs> but larger family chiropractic has been with us since day one. We do appreciate them. And if you're in this day and age, you know, I think the biggest thing is, is, is people want to be healthy. You need to look at wellness yeah. more than uh, uh, taking chemicals to be healthy. Yeah. Keep that in mind. And, and, and that's actually one of my uh, New Year's resolutions this year is mm -hmm. um, I really want to incorporate, you know, it, I want to incorporate chiropractic care into my daily well, maybe not daily, but weekly or monthly <laughs> routine. <laughs> um, but um, it, it really is important. Uh, more and more with medicine, you know, I'm not going to get political on this or not, but doctors treat symptoms. They don't typically treat the problem. Chiropractors yes. treat the problem. And it, the way you, they allow your body to actually heal itself as best as possible. Yeah. And the thing with, with chiropractic and the reason I, I was always skeptical too, until I really started going is I go weekly and I tell people, you don't have to go weekly. I go because I have hardware in my body that throws me off. And sometimes like the last few weeks, we're doing really good. Every week's been fine. Just slight adjustments, stuff like that. Yeah. But then there's those weeks and it'll go on for weeks where I have a lot of issues that spark up and it could be just triggered yeah. by a, a misstep in a walk, uh, sleep wrong, uh, weather is a factor and everything, of course, but in terms of how it affects the hardware in my body and that, right. and though this helps me stay healthy, it allows my body to, uh, be in alignment, allows everything to flow the way it's supposed to flow internally. Yeah. And that also helps with staying healthy from catching any illness, not just right. a COVID or anything like that, but it helps fight off all that stuff when your body itself is naturally able to, uh, heal itself and communicate. Yeah. With, with, you know, one of the things. I'll often hear people say is I want to go to chiropractor because once I go, they, they just get you to come back for life. Like they keep making you come back. Mm -hmm. Hey, they don't make you come back. What it is, is when you live in a certain level of discomfort every day, you just kind of, it becomes your normal. But then once you go and you, you get relieved of that pressure, that's when you say, wow, I didn't realize how much tightness or discomfort I was actually living with. And, and you start 
you you now know that there is a possibility of something more comfortable. And when you start getting back to that tightness, you want to go back to get it readjusted to, to mm-hmm. have it removed. Um, and then as far as care goes, your our bodies function off of our central nervous system. That's where we function. And most mm-hmm. people think of nerves as being our pain receptors. And that's part of it, but that's only 10% of a nerve's function. Our nerves control our blood pressure, our, our health, our cholesterol, our so many things, our heart rates are all cons- are controlled through the nervous systems. And even the slightest bit of pressure, you might not feel pain, but if something is slightly out of alignment, something could be just pushing on that nerve a little to cause a little disruption to how those electrons flow through your body, sending the commands out. Those little things change how your body is operating. Mm-hmm. And when you go to the doctor, instead of looking at, well, what's causing your blood pressure to go up, maybe we need to fix it. They just give you a pill. Yeah. Um, and they'll be more than happy to give you that pill for the rest of your life instead of fixing the actual problem. Yeah. So um, for me, I want to start, in, I want to get on a regimen uh, to make it a regular part of my routine. Uh, and for most people, when you initially go, you go a little bit more at the beginning to get right. things going. Once you get to a certain point, you go into the maintenance phase. And that's varies. And some people, they're like, well, we'll see you in six months. We'll see you whenever, right. once a year. Some people are every two months. It varies from person to person. So they're not going to – I could speak for Lawrence's on this. Lawrence's is not going to say, well, we're going to schedule for the next 28,000 appointments until right. we can get you right. They work with you on what you can do, what your need, needs are, things like that. And any good chiropractor will. And that's right. the thing. When you, when you go in to see a chiropractor – Treat it like an interview. I mean, don't have them try to control you. Interview yeah. them on how they do things and ask them, yeah. what is your goal for me to get me to the maintenance yeah. phase? And Larger's so, has a wonderful introductory program for a brand new patient. Um, you watch a video on chiropractic care. You, they do uh, x-rays right there yep. on, on the site to review. Before, before but, they even touch you, you will have x-rays done. Yes, they, they evaluate you first and um and go over everything uh and come up with a plan so i i really loved how they worked um they they do treat you like family and i highly recommend them my daughter used them mm-hmm. um and i you know for me the only obstacle is they're an hour away from me where i live so that's my obstacle otherwise i would use them without hesitation um for for my care but yep. uh give them a call uh they will take care of you. And, uh, if, if you don't live by them, they can recommend somebody in your area with a good reputation. Yep. And I've sent many people to them and every person that's went has been very happy with how they were treated. Yep. It was off of Brett's recommendation. We first went and, uh, was very happy with, with the care they gave Ashley. Yep. And saw a big difference in what she was, what was going on with her for a while there. So yeah, excellent. Then we also have team Titans of real estate. Why? Because you matter. That's right. You know, the spiel we put you first, but Today, I want to talk to you. I want to jump into it because it's already 10, 12. Time is flying by. There's so much to talk to. <laughs> but the New Year's right around the corner. And with that comes New Year's resolutions. As I said, for me, part of my resolutions has to do with chiropractic care. And to do that, I'm going to go to an expert. I'm not going to just do it myself. Uh, the same as with real estate or if you're looking to lose weight or better nutrition or more workouts or whatever you want to do. Uh, the vast majority of New Year's resolutions fail. And it's because people don't go through the steps of creating a game plan. They just make the resolution and two weeks later they give up. But when you consult an expert, like if you, if nutrition is your goal and you hire a nutritionist to really go through and do it, do everything with you, 
your chances of success are much higher. Same with real estate. If you have goals for 2022 and in whether it's buying or selling a house, maybe your first time homeowner and you, you want to buy something uh, this coming year, give us a call. We will have a consultation with you now. It's free. There's no, no cost. And we can review your situation. We can pull up what houses are out there. Will they fit your needs? Um, if not, you know, maybe you need to come up with more of a down payment and we can come up with a plan so you can have the down payment saved up by May or June, maybe, or, or whatever it takes. Or maybe there's something on your credit report you need to have fixed to get your credit score to where it needs to be. Whatever it is, talk to us now because we can start working on what needs to be done so that you're ready down the road. Um, and if you want something more short term, you know, we can we can see if you're ready now to move forward. Um, I just read an article uh, the other day and they are projecting prices to continue to go up with housing. So, you know, waiting, you know, if, if you can afford a $200,000 house right now, you know, that same $200,000 house might be $220,000, $210,000, you know, in, in six months to a year. So by making them, you know, coming up with the plan now, you might be able to do something sooner and get more house for your money now instead of waiting. So give us a call. Our number, 586-232-5144 is our Team Titans hotline. Uh, on the screen there is our website, uh, teamtitansofrealestate.com. Go there and you can set up your own account, do your own searches. But give us a call. We are here to help you. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of that's going on. I mean, I've seen so a ton of new builds going on, but at the same time, they're selling out faster and faster. So people are definitely uh, out there buying more and I'm hearing more and more and seeing stuff too, separate from what Scott says about pricing going up on everything, especially houses right now. So, yeah. So before we jump into the show, yeah, I have breaking news I need to put up here. Yeah, what's up? And I have a real concern. What the <laughs> heck is going on with vegans? Vegans? <laughs> yes. So this article came up. They have come up with Hufu. It's human flesh alternatives for vegans. It's for you vegan cannibals out there who want to taste the human flesh without actually following through on eating a human. So they now have human flavored tofu. <laughs> what the actual? Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I what? <laughs> In 2005, they actually came out with this. He created 144 box of this. They sold out in two days. And now they're ramping up and they're coming out with more. So, <laughs> so, so I've got their commercials. Are you a cannibal? But you're also a vegan. We've got the alternative for you. Yeah. This also brings up Taste another thing. Just like Joe. <laughs> Right. Like, like, does it come with names or, or what? Like, what is going on out there that see, vegans have so starved yourself of meat, you're now willing to eat anything. Yeah. They have like, the American, the American Joe down in the Mexican alternative. Here's the Jorge. <laughs> right. It's got a little spice to it. Um but you've so starved yourself of meat, you're now willing to eat anything. Like, oh notice God. every time they advertise vegan stuff. It tastes like meat. It's shaped like meat. Everything about it. They never like come out with like a meat product. It's like, <laughs> hey, it tastes like asparagus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is in the shape of broccoli. 
yeah. like they now, never come out with I, meat. I, I will say this. There, there are those that are vegan that are just anti-meat. And then I know yes. people that are vegan because they have to be because of health reasons. Yes. Uh, and it's nice that they offer things. I mean, I've seen some cool things, even on like Dinosaur Drives and Dice. He's gone to a place that created – it was a vegan – delicatessen where he created all this stuff out of to taste like the actual meats right and you know like like uh like a pastrami and and corn mm-hmm. you know uh, whatever so but it, it's you know different things like that. and that's fine but this is getting to be just ridiculous <laughs> it, it was to say down here eat hufu and they got a picture of a guy hi i'm hufu <laughs> yeah, yeah me. you're a cannibal <laughs> it's the healthy human flesh alternative <laughs> like <laughs> So anyways, that, that was yeah. my uh, what the story of the day. I couldn't believe it when I heard it. I yeah. tell you, that's crazy. Well, like I said, I have never, ever heard of somebody making a meat product to taste like a veggie. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, it's, everything is never. It's between like the Beyond Burgers and everything else. Everything is designed to taste like meat without being meat. Uh, and the thing is, this is that all that stuff that's supposed to taste like meat to me, I'm, some of it's not bad tasting wise. It still doesn't replace the taste of meat for me. So I agree. I, I want my turkey, I want my chicken, I want my beef. So yep. I could yeah. I could I couldn't have done a uh a, a toe brisket, you know, uh tofu brisket over the over the weekend. Yeah. It would not yeah. have been the same. Well, why have tofu <laughs> when you can have hofu or yeah. hufu? Hufu. <laughs> hufu. <laughs> so. Oh geez. So in other work other news, um yeah. quick update. I've been watching Dexter. Have you watched Dexter? I am way behind. Okay, so I just finished episode eight, uh, so I'm up to date. I'm not going to share anything about the show other than I am really loving it. Um, I really feel like they got their stride. Things are picking up big time. In episode seven, it starts ramping up. Episode eight is like, whoa. So um, it it gets really good. I'm going to have to binge it, I figure. It's It's uh, definitely worth a watch. uh, With uh, the vacation I had travels and then work and everything else it's i've had time to watch a, a thing here and then well, it's at night i'm putting something on that if i right. i don't care if i fall asleep because a lot of times i'm falling asleep watching it so uh that way i, I get it so i really want to watch i got a few things i want to watch but i haven't gotten into although i was up early this morning um and i did watch the first episode of book of boba fett yes i also spoiler free so if anybody's going to comment don't comment spoilers on boba fett but uh i i really enjoyed it um what, what was it about 45 minutes or something hour 36 36 like it that. flew by um i really enjoyed it it's a little bit of a slightly so, slow start but it's the start of a season this is it, episode yeah, one it's a nice extended trailers way i looked at it but it's got a lot of filler in it and it's 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 setting up everything we need to know about where we're at with boba fett at this point in time as well as where he came from yeah I do like uh, this is the only part I'll, I'll throw in because there was a lot of speculation about flashbacks. I like the way they're handling flashbacks where um, he's, I don't think this is a spoiler. He's getting back to treatments. Yeah. Um, and which was speculated already anyway. Actually, in the trailer, they showed him in the back to tank. So he's in back to treatments. And in the while he's in treatment, is how the, almost like through a, a dream state is how they're doing these flashbacks is through his back to the treatment. So I'm liking how they're doing that. So we're going to get a lot of backstory, I think through these flashbacks. Yep. And going back, it, it, cause it, it covered back quite a bit. So, but a lot of fun, great, great first start. Uh, what do we got? Like eight episodes total, I think. So it's, uh, 
ramping up to be a really good series and a lot of stuff in the trailer we saw a few things but we haven't seen hardly anything yet so and i still think that was only everything we saw in the trailers was only in the first like three or four episodes yeah so, they they seem to front load them a lot that way the whole second half of the season is all surprise which i like that yeah and while this is directed by uh robert rodriguez it is written and created by john favreau yes so, he was credited as that. So excited about that. So that's going to tie everything in, having the, the creative stuff behind Mandalorian to keep that all in focus. Yeah. So, so just like Hawkeye, we're going to, uh, we will cover the previous week's episode the following week since it comes out on Wednesdays. Yep. We don't want to do spoilers. So next week we'll talk about episode one. We won't talk about episode two of Boba Fett. Right. So. We both did get a chance to watch The Matrix. We're going to give a little spoilers on that. So a little fair warning on that if you haven't seen The Matrix yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you can watch it on HBO Max or you can go to the movie theaters. I chose to watch it on HBO Max. Uh, I think, Scott, you did the same thing. Yep, I did HBO Max for... Um, it's, it's interesting here. Um, so I was really excited for, for this movie. Uh, then I started seeing everybody's reviews and I was like, okay, maybe I won't go see it. Then I saw certain other reviews that made me say, and these were actually the people who loved it. The, the people who loved its reviews, I was like, I really don't want to see it now. <laughs> but I wanted to talk about it today, and Brett saw it, and Brett's like, it's not as bad as what some people are saying. So I yeah. said, okay, I'll, I'll watch it. And I will say, um, my, my spoiler-free review will be this, uh, and then we'll get into spoilers, I guess. Well, how about you give your spoiler-free review quick, and then I'll give well, you one. The spoiler is, you know, it revisited a lot of what we knew of the Matrix. It was definitely an updated time frame this takes place in, uh, which is easy to see through the trailers and that stuff, too. And um, they give a reason for Neo being older um, and that. So I I was excited about it from initial re- initial reviews from a couple months ago. People were saying this is really good. It's not a sequel. It's not a reboot. It's something on its own. It is a sequel. And a reboot all in one. Uh, yes. So don't don't, don't let, let that fool you. I mean, it, in fact, they even it felt like uh, they took a playbook right from Kevin Smith and commenting about reboots and, and reboots. This and was like totally Kevin Smith. Yeah. So, um, I think it's spoilers. If you're, if you're we're going to get into it. We're going to get into it. So, it, it, my thing is this before we get into it is if, if you were a fan of the first Matrix movie, you, you would probably enjoy this, but it will. It's definitely nowhere near as good. I personally, with the Matrix two and three, I was I was kept getting more and more disappointed between the two and three, um, mm-hmm. with the direction they went and how they did things. Um, so it's and this right here does take place, you know, uh, about eighty years after Matrix three, and they reference the Matrix movies. So this is not something completely different. Yeah. Um, in that, but basically we we come into and here's Neo and he's in therapy now. Uh, with Neil Patrick Harris as his therapist. Um, I really felt like telegraphed everything right from the beginning of what was going to happen. Yeah, that's what I felt too. I, I felt like for me, this movie, well, A, is, as this headline says, which is interesting, they they were going to make this movie with or without uh, Wachowski. Um, and originally the Wachowski brothers, now Wachowski sisters, um, were the ones that were did the movies. And uh, the both of them were supposed to work on this one here. Uh, I forget the other one's name now, uh, but Lana ended up doing it solo just because the other one had other issues going on. So, yeah, but they were going to Warner Brothers was going to move on without them. Uh, yes. And she volunteered to do it. But um, 
I felt like I feel like overall this movie had it's better than the second and third Matrix in my yes. opinion. It has a great foundation in that they could have made this great. I, I my issue is with the length of the movie. I felt like there was about forty five minutes of too much. Uh, they repeated a lot of stuff. Even like their fight scene started getting boring mm -hmm. because I just felt like I kept watching the same fight over and over again. They had like three moves between the different characters that they kept going to. And it just felt they kept going to the same well too many times. Yeah. So they could have shortened it by about 45 minutes, I think. Uh, just like there are certain gimmicks that they're doing too much. It's just too much. Uh, they spent too much time setting up the whole thing. They could have condensed that. Um, I think if somebody else took the exact movie and did a re-edit of the exact movie, I think this movie could be a, 10 times better easily, not even changing anything about it. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't like the editing. I didn't like the flow of the story, the pacing of the story. And to me, to me, Neo was reduced down to one move like <laughs> we were talking beforehand. Yeah, all he did was... It was he, he was turned into a Jedi basically. He could do the yeah. force push, and that's it. Uh, that's <laughs> well, that's and the that's, only move he did. Well, the whole thing was, of course, the the there's come to find out halfway through the film when they finally do extract Neo back out. Neo, one is this isn't the same Neo from the original one, though they try to act like it is. There's a whole scene where they show the machines actually went and rebuilt. Uh, from the basically uh, the genetic makeup, a brand new Neo and a brand new Trinity. That and, yeah, that so they did die in the other one, didn't they? Yeah, they were the, in the other one. It was they did die. They and, crashed in. And well, what they happened, did show that flashback too. Yeah, in the third movie, and that basically Neo converted some of the machines. And now going forward, there are machines that work with the humans, and they're actually at a new city. The original Zion is now lost because, as we were told by uh, Jada Pinkett Smith's character, that the original one couldn't get past, uh, the humans there couldn't get past uh, war, and they ended up basically destroying themselves. So this faction had gone off in a new city somewhere else, yeah. and so they have a new utopia, but they do work with the machines. Um, and well, even that... But even well, that was uh, was was not fully realized because of the fact that okay, but they still have machines out there with all these farms, and right. It, and uh, to me, it almost alluded like the humans there were in league with even those machines. Like okay, it's a necessary evil because then we all have power. Right. They gave the whole thing speech to Neo is all about how they they never thought peace was possible, and you know they're without war. It's like yeah, but you sacrificed the whole human race to be enslaved so that you could have your little pocket of freedom yeah. it's like that that wasn't a good alternative <laughs> like no. you condemned everyone else yeah so <laughs> like, so instead of like uh the destruction of everything that we thought was gonna be and that the humans would go and rebuild the world without the machines it's all still the same thing it's nothing's really changed yeah. other than the fact that i really felt like the humans that were free uh, were in league with, you know, even though they had machines that were on their sides and they had the other machines, there was yeah. still two factions. And by this one little rogue group going and rescuing Neo uh, and Morpheus, yeah. so when we come to find out Morpheus is gone, that's why what reason Lawrence Fishburne's not in the movie is uh, he did die, but he had uh, taken his memories and basically coded it. Mm -hmm. And so it was able to go into a agent and take over the body of an agent. So he became kind of a virtual uh, Morpheus and they have technology that allows him to come out into the real world with these like nano 
uh, bikes right. or whatever. So that was, that was okay. I was kind of like, ah, that's all right. That's a, and I, well, I was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For me, the, well, so the initial premise I think works as far as it, it's interesting. Cause the whole thing mirrored real life in creating a matrix for a movie. They just, instead of calling it a movie, they called it a video game. And to cover up the reboot, the, the computer took the actual events and minimized them down to being a video game so that anybody with memories of this would be like, well, that's the video game. And so, Neo was the creator behind it. Right. Uh, no, Mr. Anderson. Be, <laughs> yeah. He kind of became the police of his own creation in a way, like by being the programmer or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was interesting. And then they're going to come out with a sequel matrix four because his memories were starting to come back. So then this whole thing was through the doctor. Barney um, was going to, you know, help him walk through this or whatever, however that was. But yeah, that part was interesting. And I think it, it works, but they spent, like I said, like a half hour of just going through the meetings of what it takes to design the game. And yeah, a lot made, of that didn't need to be there. And then coming yeah, up, what I, made I the mean, first I, matrix. That's where I felt like I was in a Kevin Smith movie yeah. <laughs> where it's like, Okay, we're in the sequel and a reboot about a <laughs> however that right. whole thing was. Well, and the whole thing with that is they could have handled a lot of that in five minutes, and but they kept referring back to it, and there wasn't even an end credit scene with them still talking about it. That was supposed to be it could have done a little quicker and cut some of that out, but it's meant to be like a they were trying to throw Neo into an infinite loop of designing a game, Correct. and that would have tied him up. Problem was is you had the outside group that came in that found them that basically did the whole white rabbit right. thing again. And Which goes back to though the machines recreated him. Why? Yeah. Like, well, they did explain that a little bit. They recreated him and 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 uh, and Trinity. Uh, Trinity, and they had them separate from the other group. They were still attached in the pods across from each other, and the reason was they found out that when they didn't have them, they had a harder time controlling uh, the people in the environment. Okay. But when those two were around but not together it added some kind of weird symbiotic balance within there that they could control uh, better okay and and by keeping him in the dark and keeping her because i mean her character in the matrix was married had kids had no clue right uh which that's another problem i felt was when uh you know he wanted he when he gets all his memories back right away because they pull them out and they get to they and they show them out in the real world then he goes back in he wants to grab her and they're like, well, you can't force her because then it'll, it'll just wipe yeah. her mind and all that. So he has to convince her. But the way he convinces her, I mean, the, the things were there. It's like, also, she's like, I know who I am. I'm Trinity. Don't call me that. I know everything now. And she also had full recollection, full powers, all this crap. And, right. and Neo at that point became, you know, basically nothing. He was, he but, was like, he had, they're like, well, can you do anything? He's like, can you fly? He's like, oh, no. But then fly. she can. And, and then she can fly. Like, and then she's yeah. doing all this stuff, and he's like, oh, I can push force everybody. And I'm like, no, Neo was always the powerful one right. of, the, of the group. She, even in the first movie, uh, uh, gave him the encouragement through whatever they have together to be that powerful one. But they they flipped the roles around on this one here. I think they made her the chosen one, too. Right? Yeah, they were trying to do that, they, yeah. But like the other part where I think they failed is with the Trinity character. They they, they kind of made her too much of a side story. They, she became a main story at the end, but it really should have moved up. But so from her perspective as Tiffany, her whole life was with these kids. She has kids that she raised. She has a husband. 
the moment she broke reality, there should have been some, to me, there's this, even though it turns out those weren't real people for her emotionally, there, there should have been a death there. Like realizing that this is all fake and, it was so easy for her just to dismiss this whole family life she had and these people that she loved and she just kicks their butts. Yeah. <laughs> and like, there's not even a struggle there. It's just like, Oh, they're not real. Boom, boom, boom. Well, there should have been emotional attachment still. I think. Um, yeah. It, it just seemed to, it, it's almost like, okay, we're out of time. Here's the Trinity story. Boom, boom, boom. We'll wrap that up in five minutes and move on. It, yeah. it just, they spent so much time trying to set up these yeah. new characters, which I don't understand why, because I don't think there's going to be any more Matrix movies. Not uh, at this point, but uh, they were talking about possibly. But yeah. you know, it's like we have a new Agent Smith, yeah. and then Agent Smith actually turns out to kind of be on the side of Neo. Uh, he's more uh, like a Loki. Yeah, he's on it, his own side. He's fighting the system, but he wants to fight Neo. It, yeah, just and, and they ex- they explain a little bit that you know he's he realized uh, Neo kind of opened up stuff in his programming. Right. And then you've got uh, the Neil Patrick Harris character, which is kind of the full construct. He's he's the yeah. operating system. He's the creator of that universe. And and, you know, he can control so, so many different things. I was going, OK, you know, if everything he was doing controlling I was like, well, then shut it down and reboot. I mean, that's uh, I was thinking yeah. at that point when they when he paused the entire world. But then now right. comes, well, Agent Smith comes out and he can actually subvert that. And I was like, OK, this is kind of getting way out there on some of the stuff they were trying to do and story-wise and that yeah so. so you know the ending i'm not quite sure on so all this fight to get out of the world they then decided to stay in the fake world to kind of be like superheroes and gods and well, at, the, at the end they're still back <laughs> in it's just like at the end of the first one they decided to stay in it and they're kind yeah. of just, they destroy like, the neil patrick harris character and then they're on their way to just controlling that environment I, it goes to show that it, to me, it was like, okay, it's like, okay, so we always have to have the matrix because uh, I think in a sense that without them saying it is the humans that are living in the real world need that power. Yeah. To me, what I would have done, first of all, and I talked to Brett about this off air. Here's the issue with the matrix. All of these movies, they're the same movie. They're gimmick movies, matrix, hunger games, maze runner, divergent. There's a gimmick to this world that they live in. And then at the end of the first movie, they reveal the gimmick. And the problem is then all the sequels just suck because people fell in love with the gimmick. The gimmick is the story. There's no more story. Once you, once you, you now know who the man behind the curtain is and it just is never the same. And you're better off making the trilogy be the reveal of the gimmick being the end of the third movie instead of the end of the first movie. Um, So with matrix, one of the big flaws to me is, there's nothing special about the real world. Like as a viewer, I would rather be in the fake world. Yeah. Because- I mean, the whole thing is they still showed 80 years later, except for the little utopia they have, which is under the crust. I mean, they still have to live right. under the earth. The earth is destroyed. Yeah. There's there nothing, nothing worth being there. It's like, yeah. As in a, viewer, a lot of, in a lot of ways, there. it's like, yeah, you'd rather be in the matrix and just hanging out. To, and- to me, to me, what would have been better is, finding out that the real world was really the second layer of protection by the machines and neo had to break out of that also mm-hmm. and because it's such a depressing world it would make people want to stay in the fake world right. so you have the real world in the matrix those who break free end up in the real world which just sucks <laughs> and then neo finally breaks free of that world and then it ends up in a completely different setting 
right. in a world that maybe you would actually want to be part of and stay in, you know? Yeah. So that's what I think they should have done. It just is, there was no resolution in this. It's still a crappy world. There's no reality to want to go to. <laughs> yeah, they always allude to this building a better world, but then when you see it, it's like there is no better world. They, there is they've no not better. done anything. I mean, 80 years later, and they have this utopia world there's oh no, we all get along just fine. I'm like going, no, y'all look miserable. Yeah. You know? By their own admission, the entire trilogy, the original trilogy, is useless because they kind of ended up back where they were. The only freedom that was achieved by anybody was by some of the robots. <laughs> the humans are still leaving trapped. So it just it it just didn't make sense to me. It it, yeah. it was a worthless movie. It didn't progress the storyline any. At the end, they pretty much is where they were at the end of the first trilogy. Uh, so, but I think with yeah. proper editing, they could make this movie better. I would change yeah. some things, but um, it is what it is. I wouldn't. I'll never watch this movie again in my life. <laughs> yeah, I've got no, no plans. I've got no plans to see it again. Uh, I watched yeah. the original Matrix uh, about a month or so ago on a flight. Mm -hmm. And to get ready to watch this, and and the original Matrix is still fun; it holds fun. up. Yeah. Um, but when you get to this one here, I was like, okay, they're just revisiting a lot of the same stuff. And while we talk about fan service a lot, and people are having a positive, negative terms of that, um, the few things they try to do for fan service in this, they just didn't follow through with. And personally, yeah. I, I thought that Resurrections, I, I could see them like, okay, we're gonna buy this back up and then try to actually have a better resolution, but even in the original movies, I didn't care for the resolution they were going to. Mm -hmm. And they even had, they, they, they alluded to the old guy. They showed a picture of uh, basically as Neo is old, uh, how he sees himself versus others. I know it was all ridiculous in the matrix, but they basically, made it look like he was the old guy from the third movie that basically said, Hey, this has happened before. It'll happen again. And none of this matters. And at the end of the third movie, that's why I've never watched the second or third movie since, because I'm like, you know, they, you just said they don't matter. Right. And it's the yeah. same thing we heard in uh, Last Jedi. Nothing matters before. It's like, well, when you start saying that, then why even watch these movies? Why even watch it? Yeah, there has to be yeah. a, a journey for the viewer as well. Yeah. And I just feel like the journey for the viewer isn't here. Um, so, no. If, if you're interested in watching it, I say watch it the one time. On if HBO, HBO Max. If you have HBO <laughs> Max, watch it. Or go for a cheap matinee when you get free popcorn. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I agree. So, so there's The Matrix. I gave yeah. it a, uh, it wasn't horrible wasn't great. I was falling asleep. It was slow paced. Yeah. Uh, I kept having to wake myself up to keep watching it. But <laughs> yeah, it was definitely uh, disappointing. And, and what it, uh, and I watched it day one. So I, I could try to miss the spoilers and I'm like, well, I guess there was no spoilers because they just rehash a lot of the same stuff. So. Right. We'll see. All right. Let's move on. Yeah. That dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> So we have Hawkeye. We, yeah. We haven't talked about the finale yet. It's uh Hawkeye was I, I like how they ended this season. They have not formally announced a future season. Um, although I think they're gonna be doing some things with that because we've got uh I thought I like the way it resolved the initial conflict of what's going on with us. Um and definitely we need the tra tracksuit guys back. <laughs> I love the tracksuit guys. They were so not, good. And not I, a couple I, of the main guys. I'm talking about those like the 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 three or four buffoons yeah. that we saw the whole through the whole season. That was really good. So now I do um, have to say though, at the for as the finale goes, mm -hmm. I, I love the series, love the finale. But come on, how many tracksuit guys are there? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, the big battle, they're like coming out of 
nowhere. It's like, oh my god, they got like two. It's like a guys. zombie swarm from Walking Dead. It was like, how many people are there? Yeah. <laughs> now, um, there was a uh, end credit scene in this, which was not tied into the series itself as a spoiler. It was a, a fun little nod from Marvel to say thank you to the fans and happy holidays. But I read there was supposed to be a different uh, uh, spoiler scene. Oh, uh, actually, I, I, there was actually two I read about. One was, uh, well, during the, the scene where they, they bring out the Pym Arrow again during this, and they shrink one of the vans, and it's got the main guys we've been seeing as the traction guys, and a hawk comes out or owl comes out and snatches the van and takes off. Which was uh, funny. Spo- supposedly there was a scene with them in the, uh, I suppose, or supposedly or his concept, I don't know if they actually shot it, but it was supposed to be with them in the, like, the nest of the bird or whatever, so... <laughs> I don't know if they actually ever got brought back to full size, if there was a time limit on that or not. They didn't get into that. Let's see. I, now, I think I – hold on. I'm getting through the commercial here. I This has the, the deleted post credit scene revealed. Yeah, because there was another one, which has been the major one they've been talking about, and it ties around Kingpin. Let's, let's see. I'm trying to get to the – just show it. <laughs> this video is like four minutes long and they're showing all these other things. That's well, I don't think they actually released the video of the credit scene that was deleted. I just read talk about it. So, yeah, maybe. Let's see. Um, I think they're saving it for the actual, if they come back with Hawkeye season two or something else. Could be. Um, but essentially, with this is we now know Kingpin is the one in charge here and Kingpin's there for to basically take everybody out. <laughs> Along with the tracksuit mafia and yes. uh, Maya's uh, kind of number one slash, I think he's kind of like boyfriend or whatever. You know, he's definitely in league with the kingpin and not listening to her. And he's got his own agenda, and he kind of is helping unleash this fury of fight that happens there. So, and another uh, unexpected fun character that was created out of all this was Jack. Yeah, <laughs> the uh, stepdad. Well, and, and he went that. different from when they alluded to earlier in the season. You know, I kind of thought he'd be one of the bad guys, and he's yeah. now out of prison, and he's helping out Hawkeye. And, he's and just Kate. this happy-go-lucky buffoon. And he's kind of really kinda, great with the sword. Uh, <laughs> yep. Well, he's, they hinted him being the swordsman. So, and now uh, he's going to join the LARPers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it's funny because the LARPers go in. And there's this big, you know, Christmas night party thing, and of course. All goes to hell, and then the LARPers go. I think it's time. It's time, and they run back in. And they all change to their LARPer uniforms mm-hmm. or costumes and all that stuff, and it was hilarious. They come out and directing traffic is all they're doing. <laughs> yep. so, so, so another thing that we find out um, is the Spider-Man movie actually takes place shortly before this series. the The tree um, in Rockefeller Plaza is destroyed in the Hawkeye series, but it's present in the uh, Spider-Man series. Yes. The other hint that it takes place before is there's no mention on the plaque of all the Avengers, Spider-Man and or, and or Peter Parker is not listed on there. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that's somebody pointed that out, but I thought that plaque had to do with the battle in 2012. So I yeah, that, I thought it was a 2012 battle. That, that's that was, what I thought. That, I thought that was the Battle of New York battle. Uh, we do see what that little thing on the. I think it was a spray paint Spider Man somewhere in the season series. But yeah. yeah, this basically shows that there is nobody has any recollection of Spider Man in this as Peter Parker. So right. that doesn't even become an issue. So the beginning of this, I believe, is five days before Christmas. Yes. Um, so 
the Peter Parker one happens before then. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see. But um, yeah. I do. I was hoping to get some kind of crossover, whether it's just a little blip in a like a background news story or something. Uh, but none of that happened. Uh, that because that would have been cool. But yeah, no, they. But Doctor Strange made everyone forget. So yeah, well, they did. Uh pretty good job of this of kind of containing everything to a certain area they, we didn't catch a whole lot of them like being around certain things that would have alluded to any of the spider-man stuff but spider-man actually so. does swing through that area at one point because right. the tree is there and everything so yeah so we we see all that and uh but yeah we saw it's they do have the fight in rockefeller center there so they destroy the tree mm-hmm. um you know they're taking on the tracks mafia it's it's and the whole thing you know thing is uh you know, because Kingpin's orchestrating that. Um, so it was it was a fun episode into the battle mm-hmm. and all that, and uh, it was a longer episode. It's one of the longer episodes they have. Now you mentioned Kingpin. Uh, D'Onofrio has come out and confirmed that the Kingpin in Hawkeye is the same Kingpin in the Daredevil series. Yes. So they that is assuming he's correct. Um, that means the the Daredevil series is part of canon. Yes, that is true. Um, and we did yeah. see Daredevil in the Spider-Man movie as well. So it ties all that together. The, um, the only thing they haven't tried to tra- draw in yet at this time is the other Netflix Marvel series, which I feel since they all take place in the same universe would now become canon too. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean we have to bring those characters into the MCU. Right. Uh, but Daredevil is a, is a good one to bring over. Definitely King makes King Man crosses over between Daredevil, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, and several Punisher. other the Punisher, so it's a it's a big he's a big crossover villain, yeah. Uh, for the different stories that can be told, and uh, he's the and perfect... now they're they're hinting at him being the big bad guy for New York for these next several movies. So. Well, he's also the perfect crossover villain for the because he's in a unique situation where he is perfect for the street level characters like Daredevil, Hawkeye, those kind of characters, Punisher, but he he is also got this crazy superhuman strength which they've marvel has enhanced from when he was in daredevil yes they made him stronger and a little bigger now which maybe they'll have some kind of storyline at some point to show maybe he got the super soldier serum or something to help jack himself up but he he can take on the crazy strong people too i mean in the Mm -hmm. comics he goes toe-to-toe with spider-man which spider-man is one of the strongest characters in the in the marvel so Uh, wasn't he in arrival uh, Who's D'Onofrio? He? Was D'Onofrio in Arrival? Might be, yeah. Let's see. I'll Vince is, he's done a ton of movies over the years. I like Vince oh, yeah. D'Onofrio. He's, a good he's got the gravitas to, to handle the big movies as well as the small screen. Yeah, I've been seeing uh, a couple memes now uh, where people know him from and then where I knew him from it was as Thor in uh, The Adventures of Babysitting I mentioned a couple weeks ago. Uh, oh, uh, Jeremy Renner. That's right. <laughs> Jeremy Renner's in oh, Arrival. Jeremy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Duh. He's one of the main characters. It's been so long yep. since I watched that. Yeah. That's already I'm... five years old, that movie. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, I forgot he was in that. I so, see it uh, time, Lois so. Lane and Hawkeye taking on uh, Aliens. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but he was also a, a Bourne character, uh, Renner was. He took over for the Jason Bourne stuff, so for one movie. Yes. <laughs> and Which yeah. I, I did enjoy the Bourne series, even with Renner in it. Um, I mm-hmm. like the way they did a crossover where through what was happening on the news and other things, you could see they it was happening simultaneously as the the last Bourne movie with uh, right. Matt Damon. So that was an interesting way they worked that all together and weaved it in. Yeah, 
so I, I like that. Um, I mean, the, the, the story itself kind of wrapped up the initial stuff here. Unfortunately, Kate's mom is gone. Uh, so Kate is now orphaned. Um, she, uh, uh, well, she, the, <laughs> she might be living with Hawkeye now. Well, I mean, that was one thing we see that her and at his house his home with him. Uh, I think I'm cutting out a little bit. If I am just say so. Okay. Um, I, I hear you fine. Okay. Uh, what we end up getting is, uh, you know, she ends up having, you know, to leave. She leaves New York with, with Hawkeye, uh, goes mm-hmm. to wherever he lives at, which they've never said where he lives at. They still keep that secret even from the viewers. Uh, but it's a farm in the middle of nowhere. And the thing is, too, is he recovered the watch. That watch was important to him. And we find out why. Because uh, on the back, it basically says it's Agent 19's watch, which is supposed to be Mockingbird uh, from uh, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But she's not the same char- person that played that character in the series. So... I'm not sure, if, but it shows her to be actually a uh, shield well, it, agent at one time. Uh, yeah, so it looks like his wife is Mockingbird. Yeah, and they don't call her that in this here, so they're not right. saying she is, but they have with that designation. That was the designation for Mockingbird within uh, Agents of Shield, right? Uh, and the comics and in the show and that. So, uh, so that's why she is important, but she's also retired raising right. their kids so and she did make the comment earlier in the series no one else understands what you're what you're doing more than i do uh i will say she's the most um understanding wife in the world <laughs> she allows uh hawkeye to travel the world by himself with natasha for decades <laughs> yeah. traveling around uh trusting that nothing is happening now he comes home with a new girl <laughs> <laughs> Natasha's gone. I have a new girl. Here she is. Yeah. Well, um, that was the other thing. We did get the resolution for Nata- for Yelena with with Hawkeye, um, mm-hmm. and they kind of had their little battle, their fight, and she come to realize that you know he probably is telling the truth. I mean, she he said no, she's my best friend. Yeah. She sacrificed. Her. I tried to stop her, and mm-hmm. and as we know from viewers, we know that to be the truth. You know, he didn't want. He wanted to sacrifice himself because he had no family at that point in time. But Natasha knew that he had family. They would come back when the blip was fixed. Yeah. I will so. say this. Uh, Black the, the Black Widow movie, what was good about it was it introduced Yelena. Um, at the time, I thought, okay, this is all set up for her sister. And But in the Hawkeye series, I've really come to like that character a lot. Um, yeah. I think the actress who plays her, too, is way more well-rounded than uh scarlett johansson as far as her acting abilities go mm-hmm. uh, scarlett johansson doesn't have a lot of range in my opinion I, I thought she worked as black widow i liked her as black widow uh because it's how her character was it, she was kind of you know not a deep range of emotions but yelena she she is funny her interaction with kate was great uh the fight sequence uh, they were talking being friends but also fighting at the same time it, it made it fun um and I look forward to seeing her in future movies. Yeah. And I think they're setting up for that. I'd like to see her and Kate team up a little bit because they had a good banter. Yeah. Um, they were fun together. Um, so definitely. And I'm glad they resolved that that issue there. And she really, okay. There's still some more of, okay, who actually really hired her because they said it was like Kate's mom. But that goes back even further to the Julia Louis-Dreyfus character uh, who yes. they've not fully explored yet. And yeah, I so pop is, up soon, so was she working for Kingpin directly, or was Kingpin hiring her to help her? Uh, who knows? Like, what's her connection to Kingpin? I think a lot of this is weaving through Kingpin. Now we do see Kingpin yeah. uh, 
Maya, and all we hear is a gunshot. Um, the deleted scene supposedly is that he basically walks up. away from it. Yeah. Uh, which when they don't show a character dead, I know that they're going to actually walk away from it. You know, that's, that's just kind of the way it is in any of these movies, TV shows, not just Marvel. So yep. if you know. there's no body, yep. there's no death. Right. <laughs> exactly. And even if there is a body, sometimes there's no death. <laughs> right. They resurrect somehow. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, so I, I really enjoyed the series. It, it made Hawkeye a much more likable character too. He was always kind of well, like they, the they him, side character. They fleshed him out a lot more. And, yeah. and and it's actually evident in the uh, the end credit sequence, which I highly recommend you watch, is the Rogers musical. And it's like the opening song from the musical, and it introduces everything they're doing. And it's hilarious because when they introduce the Hawkeye character in that, they basically say, Ed, he's a nice guy. They have nothing really to say about him. Yeah, right. <laughs> so cause he's always been the more mysterious of them, so. But definitely, uh, it, it's and it's funny because the Rogers musical ties into Spider Man because we see that at the is playing at the time that Spider Man's going on. So um, I thought it was I I know some people were kind of mad that it wasn't a better end credit in terms of leading it to something new. I thought it was a great little nod to say, hey, you know, Spider Man's got this going on. We've got this here. Here's this full song that we did, and it's a full Broadway production looking song, and it's hilarious. Uh, so I definitely recommend watching that a couple of times. Yeah. Here's yeah. A, <laughs> now here's one thing I love about Marvel is how they incorporate how the real world works into their MCU. Uh, how many times have we had reenactments? We on Asgard, you had Matt Damon playing uh, Loki <laughs> and who played Thor? I forgot who played Thor, but they were doing a reenactment, a play on Asgard, yeah. uh, which was hilarious. <laughs> you got this. Uh, the song is still in my head. Uh, I can do this all day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's hilarious. And the Hulk smashing and the guy painted it. It was hilarious. Yeah. But um, you got this and they've done reenactments too in other, in other movies too. There's one or two other ones I'm blanking on right now that I, I had thought of earlier, but it's always funny when they do these, um, these type of things, even Captain America, when he was on tour, they had him in a homemade suit. WandaVision, they had the homemade Halloween costumes. Yep. Uh, Quicksilver, too, they had the homemade suit. They, they've done this many times where they incorporate these homemade costumes. Yeah. And um, it, it harkens back to some of the older comics and that, which is great. So, yeah, it's a great way of, of taking those cheesy hand drawn costumes and bringing them to the big screen. Right. So it, it's just fun. <laughs> yeah. So I highly recommend seeing that. Uh, like I said, it ends with uh, Kate living with moving or going to stay with Hawkeye. We don't know for how long. I think that's going to be uh, the setup for the next season. Um, and right away, she's welcomed into the house by his family and his wife and and uh, the dog. The dog is now a big part of that. So, oh, yeah. uh, which yeah. is a character in the comics. So I, I think it was a good wrap up to this season. And, and like all these Marvel series, even the ones that aren't going forward with more series, it was not meant to be an end all beat all. Everything's wrapped up in a nice little bow for you yeah. um, because they're setting up stuff that goes that cross over to other series, to other movies. And we're going to see that with, you know, we know that, uh, well, it's not a speculation, which I've been speaking for a long time that, the Charlie Cox character for Daredevil is going to be in uh, She-Hulk. We're going to probably mm -hmm. see him there. I expect to see him in some of the movie stuff pop up again. Yeah. Um, 
And same thing with Kingpin. We're going to see him uh, becoming more and more, I think, the big bad in a lot of the ways, for especially for the series versions that are all taking place around uh, that are terrestrial, I should say, is the best way to put it. Yeah, he'll be a perfect addition. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'll see him in future Spider-Man movies and everything else. So uh, he, yep. he's such a necessary bad guy in those, you know. He control. He's the he's the job of the hut of of the Marvel universe. He controls <laughs> exactly. New York. Everyone has to go through him. So, yeah, uh, he is he is the mafia, and yeah. they reference that in the Hawkeye. So, hey, yeah. we're running out of time here. So, yeah, good stuff. Uh, great year this year for the show. Uh, look forward to seeing you guys next year, <laughs> next week, and uh, we'll talk more. Uh, we'll talk a little book of Boba next week, uh, and probably a few other fun things. Uh, so, anything else before we go, Scott? No, I think that that covered it. Uh, everyone have a happy New Year. Stay safe, yep. you know. And if you're uh, drive. if you're a football fan here in Michigan, go blue. Go blue. <laughs> See y'all later. <laughs>